Welcome to Service Headline News. I am Marty Smith. I'm Eric Pratt. And I'm Jake Wall. And we're here to bring you the latest headlines and updates pertinent to all servicemen and women. So sit back, get informed, and have a laugh as the Swearing In Podcast presents Service Headline News. Men, it's good to see you again. I'm glad you're back. So- Appreciate that, man. <laughs> <laughs> If we had done it yesterday, I would have had a good day in history. So let's go into that on October. Oh, shit. I forgot. (laughs) October 4th. On October 4th of 1943. And I chose this story because I just interviewed a Navy retired commander who served aboard this ship uh, when he was in. So October 4th, 1943. Hold on. Do you know today's the fifth? Yes, I do. That's why I said if we had done it on time, day of military history would apply. I got you. You listen to anything I say. I, you I did take that. liberties last time, and you I'm did a little, it a I'm, day later for the yeah. last podcast. Well, anyway. that's because that's when it's going to be published. <laughs> oh, okay. And turn I apologize for my interview. as you were as October fourth, nineteen forty three. Aircraft from USS Ranger sink five German ships and damage three in Operation Leader, the only U.S. Navy carrier operation in northern European waters during World War II. Which is true. Whenever they talk about carriers, it's always in the Pacific. Yeah, don't hear much about the Atlant the Battle of the Atlantic. I know there was U boats and transports and all that stuff, but apparently the USS Ranger was in European waters during World War II. So uh, they also sank two of four small German merchantmen in the uh, Bodo Roadstead. A second Ranger attack group of ten Avengers and six Wildcats destroyed a German fire a German freighter and a small coastal coaster and bombed yet another troop laden transport. Three Ranger planes were lost to anti-aircraft fire on the afternoon of four October Ranger was finally located by three German aircraft, but her combat air patrol shot down two of the enemy planes and chased off the third Ranger returned to Scapa flow, um, which was where its home fleet was on the 6th of October. So, Pretty cool. Uh, you know, that whole battle in the Atlantic, I don't know very much about. I should look it up. There's not very much written about it other than, you know, the U-boats and Das Boot and all that stuff. So so there's your day in military history. Aircraft from the USS Ranger sink five German ships and damage three. Good on them. Nice. Eric, what do you got for the new meals coming out? <laughs> well, you know what? Before our discussion, I, I was thinking this would be nothing but funny, and then I started feeling bad. Man, I got to <laughs> consideration these guys that like vegetables, man. <laughs> so I, I've got an article uh, that talks about uh, vegan meals finally join the inner, finally joining the MRE lineup. Uh, and I, I thought that was interesting because – like I said, back in my day, man, we had C rations in the beginning of MREs and it was all about getting in high calories, protein, downrange energy you needed to keep you moving. Uh, and I just sort of chuckled at this article and I read it because I said, man, that's, I, I don't know what it's going to provide. Well, and I, and I thought like we were talking about, I thought they had 
because uh, I remember in the late 90s, they started coming out with at least non-meat meals. They used to call them all faith because I think there was a big contingent of Muslim service members that needed to not eat meat. So I thought they, they came out with those. I remember them calling them all faith meals, but then I don't know if they transitioned into a vegetarian meal. Right. Jake, you said that you had yeah, vegetarian that, uh, right? That cheese tortellini with pesto. That was my favorite one. Actually. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> it was funny. I guess I just wasn't aware. So this was kind of an enlightening article for me. Uh, it's, it's funny. But they're I'm expanding the about the level of preservatives in it. Like, I mean, they all have just right. like thousand percent preservatives. Mm. Well, I'm I mean, wondering. if you're worried about calories, I mean, you can get that oatmeal bar, that solid brick of oatmeal <laughs> bar. That thing's got to be five, six hundred calories alone. Look like a piece well, of keto. <laughs> every package has a minimum. Like, you have a minimum requirement for every. Every MRE like between fifteen hundred and calories and all calories. that. Stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, but yeah, there's minimum requirements for all of it, so they have to be packed full of. How are you getting know. that in a vegan or a vegetarian meal? Bean paste, a lot of beans, <laughs> man, a lot of beans. beans <laughs> well, gentlemen, let me assure you that right now, know. right now, you only have four MREs in the lineup that are vegetarian. That is the current number of meals ready to eat. The military offers vegetarian service members. Did they give you? Did they list which ones they were? It did not. Oh. And while the military can technically support in theater dietary needs of service members who eat kosher halala, what is H A L A L, guys? Halala. That's mu- mu- Muslim. Halala. Halal. Yeah, it's it's basically the Muslim version of kosher. You have to kill it, the animal a in a certain, certain way. way. Yeah, you don't right, have right. certain cuts. You can't have no cloven hoof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and vegetarian. There aren't any solely plant based options for vegans yet. So as of July fourteenth, the House of Representatives passed the twenty three National Defense Authorization Act which includes an amendment that requires the Defense Logistics Agency to, pre- to produce a report due September of 2023 on plant-based MREs. The study's results are expected to include cost analysis, service member demand, and an implementation plan. DEVCOM Soldiers Center's Combat Feeding Division, WOW, DEVCOM, is aware of the House report requirement and is working on compliance with our Defense Logistic Agency colleagues, David Asita, the Program and Strategy Lead for the Army Futures Command Leader Professional Development Program, said in a note to Military Times. Good God, that's a long sentence. The report is... (laughs) The report is expected to include no fewer than two plant-based meal options for troops. The services submit statements of need to the combat feeding research and engineering program each year. Can you believe we've got a combat feeding research and engineering program? Yeah, of course. course. There's a grant for everything. (laughs) And they are used to drive innovation and research development tests and evaluation efforts to modernize the field feeding capabilities. After development, 
All new operational ration components are warfighter tested and approved before being transitioned to DLA for procurement. There is little indication of what a plant-based MRE will look or taste like, but the combat feeding division has already produced, and these are where you're, you're going to love these, some dehydrated vegetable bars. Yeah. Including a spinach loaf that packs enough greenery to turn Popeye the Sailor Man into the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> and I, you know that old school tobacco brick? I bet you that's what it looks like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like oh, you mean, the, you mean the, the plug? Yeah, exactly. The tobacco plug, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's That's probably similar to what it looks like. Tonight. You could be right. Yeah, you could be right. Well, I, I can't propose imagine we do a tasting like party when this comes out. Oh man, that it's... would be fun. What if that would? That, I don't know if that'd make a great audio pod, but it would make a great video podcast. Oh, that would be yeah. So these things are supposed to be coming into service at the end of 2023. The two plant-based, along with the other four vegetarian offers. So. Crazy. Remember uh uh the challenge to eat the cracker packet in what was it like two minutes with no water? <laughs> yeah. Now you're gonna have the vegetable plug and you gotta down <laughs> that with no water. <laughs> Just it, there's no time limit. Just down it with no water and you're A like dehydrated Aah. vegetable bar. Is that gonna be you know mixed vegetables? Just broccoli or Brussels sprout? Oh, man. I don't know whatever they look like veg all with oats. Yeah, the Australians are like, oh yeah, we eat that all the time, mate. Vegemite. I question how our vegetarian and vegan friends survived in our day when we didn't have those options. Well, yeah, but there wasn't there wasn't the push to do it. Now, in all fairness, um, there is all that data out there now, especially since our, how our food has changed with preservatives and hormones and all that stuff that, uh, you know, I was telling Eric this, uh, you, you hear some of these reports and stuff about what they're doing to process the food. And you're like, Jesus, yeah. that's yeah. bad. <laughs> I think, I th- think though the preservative comment though, that's, that one's void. It's got to be right because it's got to have a shelf it life. It has to be. It has to have a, a long <laughs> shelf life and exposed to hot and cold and everything. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. I got a couple quick stories here from five October twenty twenty two from Military News. The Coast Guard suspends a policy that booted troops who weren't promoted quickly enough. That's, that's a terrible headline, but basically, they uh, it's. They're suspending the high year tenure waiver or a high year tenure rule. So it used to be if you didn't get promoted and you were already at so many years in, the military could kick you out. Well, in this case, the Coast Guard. So uh, they suspended that uh, in a brilliant idea for keeping retainment. So now you got all these guys who can't get promoted, but they're not going to get kicked out. They're happy anyway, right? So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're already pissed off they can't get promoted they're like hey keep keep pulling these shifts and like oh yes sons of bitches so um at least they're not kicking them out though so the for the time being they're suspending it through december 31st 2024 
And that's uh, one of the clever ideas that the Coast Guard is using to keep retention of um, sailors. I don't know what they're called. I don't know what Coast Guard people are called. I should I should know that, but I don't know that. Well, I know that's the that's the, the kind of the slang term we use for them, but I don't I don't know if that's true. Uh, so good on the uh, Coast Guard and good on those guys who were getting close to that high year tenure. Now they can stay in at least for another two years. Wait, remember when Air Force would kick you out as a senior airman for t- higher tenure, but you'd get like a severance package kind of thing. I sort of, I remember that. But, I, it so didn't early seem on, that's, that's what it was. If you couldn't make staff sergeant, you would get kicked out for higher tenure, but you would get kind of like a severance package, which was like a year's pay. Hmm. My very first roommate was, was actively studying to not make staff. <laughs> he was studying his ass off to make this, to, to, to not make staff because he wanted, he wanted, yeah, yeah. He was going to get a zero out of a hundred on this test. And he was determined. <laughs> he was taking but nothing to he, chance. So he was making he sure. Was he was already going to get out. He's like, I'm already going to get out. I already have plans to go back home. Yeah, I might as well get a severance package. Like, well, <laughs> right, all right, smart guy. By the so, way, Coast yeah. Guardsman, irrespective, Coast Guardsman, irrespective of gender, Coastie is an informal term commonly used to refer to current or former Coast Guard personnel. Okay, okay, Coast Guardsman, huh. Coast Guardsman, That's gender neutral too, though. So, yep, irrespective um, of gender. So did he? Did he do it? Yeah, yeah, he did it. <laughs> So he he didn't get promoted, he and they gave him that separation. They gave him that separation pay. Yeah, they gave him that sec- separation pay, and he got out and and went back home and then had a full on job as an aircraft mechanic. Really, that's yeah. brilliant. Actually, I mean, that's I really he, smart. He didn't make it the first couple of times, like not intentionally. You know, he yeah. Was and then trying. he just threw he just threw his hat but in. Yeah, Screw but it. then he's like, "Oh, I'm going to actually study this time. <laughs> I'll show them." Uh, okay, just on a quick note uh, from military news: Air Force grounds C-130Hs to examine propeller barrel cracks. So, uh, in total, 116 C-130Hs could be affected after the Air Force discovered a crack in a part that holds the propeller and ordered the aircraft to be grounded last week. So they're going to keep them all down until they can figure that out and probably replace all those propeller assemblies, which they're going to be, they're going to be down for a while. What are we going to do about responding to other ships that need aircraft? (laughs) Their C-130s are grounded. Well, I don't know. And I don't, I don't know what model the 130 is up to. You know, I don't know if one if the 130H is the most current model, yeah. um, but uh, maybe they got some other ones. Yeah, maybe they got some other ones. I don't, I don't know. I remember in the talking to the helicopter mechanics, and Jake, you can tell me if, if you have something like this. I remember the helicopter mechanics were talking about, because since we're talking about the part that holds the propeller onto the hub, right? <coughs> the... Uh, Helicopter mechanics used to talk about this 
one big bolt that held the rotors on to like the spindle and they called it the Jesus nut. <laughs> so that fucker went. It was like you better start praying to Jesus. That was it, right? You better pray. Did they have anything like that on the mechanic on the stuff that you were working on? Man, I was I was on the eight ten, so that thing it didn't <laughs> oh, yeah. care about FOD. It didn't care about anything. We we had a plane land and the pilot was like, I think I had a bird strike. And we go over to the wing and he it turns out later he had hit a bald eagle. Oh split in half along like the wheel well area. It had split in half and half had gone up in through the engine. You can see the blood smear. And then half had gotten smashed and, and chewed up on the on the um the weapons area. Oh, okay. And it was fine. He landed like I think I had something hit me. It was like the biggest bird you could possibly hit other than an ostrich. I've seen pictures of, of that plane receiving all kinds of um, damage from AAA. Yeah. Where it was just unbelievable that it still stayed in the air. Yeah, it's a fly. Yeah, it's mean, a fly that tank. famous story of that lady, uh, the female pilot that landed, and she had one tail wing and three quarters of the other wing wing. And it was wow, and yeah, it's just crazy the amount of damage that thing can take. That is amazing. That's badass. Um, <laughs> Marty, just a heads up: there are eight specific aerial ones for the C one hundred and thirty, different letter profiles. Oh yeah, and not counting the specific shred outs of the EC one hundred and thirty, KC one hundred and thirty, and then the spooky. Those are yeah. all not counted, but the H is in there. A, B, E, F, G, H, K, T, and J. And all using various, wow. various well, different areas. If you're listening and you're flying that H model, you ain't flying tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do you got for us, Jake? Well, I got two. I got a feel good, but then I got a... Let's have a discussion one. Um, first one is uh, Biden administration um, supports its decision to discharge nearly 20,000 troops for refusing to take the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, it goes on to say that they were otherwise healthy, but they discharged them, um, which honestly compared to historical discharge things for that, that was a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. Um, he said, one of the spokesmen said, vaccines are a valid requirement, a valid military requirement, and you want your troops to be ready, which is, I mean, that statement in itself is valid, right? We all had a thousand shots. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I mean, that whole thing, whether you think this vaccine is, is valid itself or the boosters or whatever that whole requirement of troops to be vaccinated is is long and fraught with many you know instances of people getting kicked out right we were talking about the uh anthrax vaccine anthrax yeah yeah and i know a couple people that refused to take it and so they were booted yeah, I know, and I don't. 
I mean, if that's your choice, that's your choice. Fine. Yeah. But I can un also understand why the military needs to keep you vaccinated, you know? Well, I, I, I am of two minds on this. And uh, the first is, hey, you're in the military. The whole thing is that you're part of the, you're a cog in the machine, right? They tell you to do this. They tell you to go pull guard. They tell you to pull a midshift. They tell you to go here, go there. That's your job. You're supposed to go obey the federal government. Um, so those who didn't want to take it, uh, you know, I, in one mind, I don't have any sympathy for you. It's like, hey, that you signed up for it. Sorry they chose this uh, mountain to die on, but, um, yeah. you know, they, they tell you to take it. However, the other mind is the whole COVID thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's so new. You know, even yeah. even anthrax, it's, I didn't really want to take, and I got close where I didn't have to take it because we didn't actually deploy over to the desert, but we were lined up for it. Right. Um, I didn't want to take it. I'm glad I didn't take it because I'd read enough stuff of, like, people's bad reactions to it. You guys both took it, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah I had I had nine. Oh, um, they, just had they to did. Take and yeah, even the, five or six was the basic, right? Yeah. And then you had boosters every time. Yeah. Did you just keep getting back in that line? You're like, what are you doing here again? It's like, oh, <laughs> every, oh, shit, I'm in the line again? Ah, too late. Every time I had I had my, my like, the first five or six, and then we would deploy every year to the same area, which was, you know, Kuwait, which was back then it was right on the southern border, and Iraq was crazy. Yep, you know, bioweapons, would just, Bio weapons, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we had to walk to from Tent City, we had to walk to the flight line and we had to stay on the pallets because there was a it was cleared area from UXOs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we had we had the we had the, the red rope with the wooden UXO signs dangling on it on either side of the pallets. <laughs> but I, li I like the I like the little red rope for them, but like they'll they'll obey this. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they won't pay attention. To it. It, it's funny, but at the end of every single rotation, all those signs they were little wooden red triangles with the with a bomb printed on them. Yeah, all those signs would be gone at the end of every rotation. People, people would go by home. and snip them as souvenirs. <laughs> it was the best souvenir ever. Hey, look what I got. What about the hey, rest look. of the guys who need to be warned? I was like, oh, yeah, nope. too bad for them. <laughs> We're good. You know, the interesting question for me is when did when did they not start thinking about retention in this question? We're going to give up that was 20, one of the discussions. people. Yeah. Right? And lose good quality people because they're not going to not going to take the the vaccination. Yeah. Well, and that's a, yeah. that's that's the other mind I got is that the vaccination is so new, and I don't know about the science behind it. But I didn't know about the science behind anthrax either, and it'd been around for a while, and I knew it was bad. But you know, yeah. you got to take it, right? Or are you getting kicked out? We knew what it was, but this one is so quick and so all of a sudden you have to take it. Yeah, um, it is still it's still hard to find out what the truth is about this thing. Yeah. You know? Were they using, you know, uh, what was the religious objection? Because they were using stem cells or something like that to develop some of them. Yeah. I'm not even sure which yeah. one. I can't get any information on it, right? So That's the weird thing. I, I just don't like the lack of conversation and the lack of 
I agree. Information, clear information, because it's just also tainted now. It but went from, hey, we got it, it, now you got to take it. So, yeah. yeah. Eric, it did go from, it did lean in that direction during the rest of the article. There was a discussion that in times like this, where almost virtually every branch, the interviewer said virtually every branch has failed to make their recruitment goals for this year. Right. We've talked the about response, that. Yeah. The response was, well, look, first of all, the Navy did make their recruitment goals for enlisted personnel this year. Hmm. I'm like, okay, I well, yes, yeah, recruiting. Well, that just according to this, um, yeah, this interview. So interesting. Yeah. Kicking out 20,000 people. Um, right. Probably not the best idea, especially after Marty's last discussion of, hey, the Coasties removed higher tenure. <laughs> right? <laughs> people, right? It's a damned well, if you, know. you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, and man, we've all seen that ebb and flow over the yeah. decades, right? We've, we've seen them, oh, we need these bodies, we need this career field. And right. Then, nope, everybody go back to your old career field. Well, and they usually they usually controlled that through uh, bonuses, right? Yeah, or yeah. or critical Manning AFSCs. Stop loss. Stop, Stop loss too. Right. Yeah. Stop loss too. Yeah. But this one, it, it's so um, you know when our when our kids are going to read about this, and they're going to go, they actually kick people out of the military for this damn thing, and we're like, <laughs> yeah, I know it's nuts, isn't it? So. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I have a feeling that when the history is written on this thing, they'll be like, oh, yeah, that was a big mistake. We probably shouldn't have done that. So yeah, I think that might come back and bite them as well. So the All next right, news hey, article I got. Just, uh, make us feel good. All right. We have <laughs> a Marine Corps Guinness Book World Record holder. All right. So, What's his yeah. name? <laughs> <laughs> Her, well, I think she's a her, but she's you, know, a- you, you, you sexist <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, U.S. Marine Corporal Sergeant uh, Nala Beard set the. Uh, Wait, what'd you say her rank was? Marine Corps Sergeant. Oh, Marine Corps. I thought you said Corporal Sergeant. Oh, no, sorry. Marine Corps <laughs> Sergeant Nala Beard. Set the Guinness Book of World Record for most burpees in one minute, and it was a uh, twenty-seven burpees, and these were chest-to-ground burpees. So she, to do this, she had a specific taped-off area that she had to jump within specific height. When she went down, it was chest-to-ground, so she had to lift her arms out oh. away from her body and up, and then continue the the burpee. Oh, so, so she, she didn't did. have to do a push-up when she got down there, right? No, she yeah, she did. She she had to go down onto her chest, lift her arms out away from her body off the ground, and then do a push-up, and wow. then spring into the jump and everything. Continue the burpee, and she did twenty-seven in a minute. But the I thought the interesting thing was that she was so determined to get this record that she did this five times in one day just in case they didn't count one of them 
You mean like with the with the Guinness people watching her every time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It doesn't sound impressive until you start thinking about okay, that's what I just did. Yeah, what that's that burpee consists of and how many you can get in a minute. Okay, I get it. Then yeah. you know, it's almost like yeah. two seconds of burpee, right? Damn, yeah, it's quick. That's quick. And we believe that also includes men, right? I'm excessively winded. I honestly don't know. I, I don't know. It it just says it didn't say men or women or anything. It just said Guinness Book World Record for most burpees in a minute. That's got to include men. So, so there's no M or F, <laughs> right? Asterisks in it. You know. You know, I'm I'm probably I'm probably tainted when I think of the burpee because that's always like part of when you do group PT and you're like, okay, we're just going to do station. <laughs> I'll do 30 seconds of burpees. And you get the three guys are like, down, kick my leg back. One push up. Jump one. Right. They're like, what? Yeah. And like, okay, and rotate. They're like, good. Burpee. You better clap at the top. Clap at the top. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. There could be a more spaz-looking exercise than the burp, right? It, it does it, look ridiculous, but they are They're hard, though, man. man. They suck. And they it's everything. It's every muscle you got is involved in it. Yeah. They called them breakfast burpees. Every uh, morning, breakfast, breakfast burpees. burpees. You probably see your breakfast after. Uh, <laughs> that's gross. It's like, that's- do you ever do those Turkish get-ups? Turkish, yeah. Captain, Captain, well, no, that's what, yeah, it's a wrestling one. But Captain uh, Norwood had us doing them out in the desert, yeah. And it's basically like you lie flat and then you basically kind of roll on your side, and then you have a weight in one hand, and you constantly have that over your body, like constantly, it's always up. Oh, and there's like five steps to getting up. I was making fun of these things, but man, they are horrible. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, they're horrible. They're horrible. After two of me, of course, being a smart ass and joking about it, I was like, okay, I'm not saying anything else about this. <laughs> it's good. I shut up quick. <laughs> so Corporal Nala did 27 in a minute. Yeah. Yep. Corporal Nala Beard did 27 in a minute and she did it five separate times that day. Where is she? Uh, where is she from? Where is she stationed? She's stationed um, <laughs> Iwakuni, Japan. Japan. Wow. So, Marine Corps Air Station, Iwakuni, Japan. I wonder how many times that little record will be challenged. Well, now the people, I mean, it's, it sounds, like we said, it sounds beatable, right? Right. Yeah. But you have to be minute, moving. You got to really move. Like, yeah. Like a big, like you two big, tall, lanky guys would have no shot. No <laughs> shot. <laughs> Doing 27 in a minute. You got way too far to travel. Exactly. Yeah. It's so far down there. Yeah. Yeah. And then put your head, your TBI, chest on the ground, and your hands out, like you know, uh, to prove your chest is on the ground. Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I so went on further in the in the interview, and they were asking her, "Hey, do you have any plans to break your record?" And she didn't 
she didn't say no or yes. She's just like, hey, right now I'm concentrating on powerlifting. A year ago, I was in the 500-pound club. And just wow. last week, I made it to the 700-pound club. Holy cow, man. So she, she's not playing, man. And it's got a couple of pictures of her, and she's like a tough-looking lady. Of course, she might have been thinking to herself, I was trying to break it the four other effing times that I did it that day, but I, <laughs> I couldn't quite get it. So I mean, that's true. I know after like five, I would be so tired that I would jump and then like fall or put a foot outside the box or something like that, right? Yeah, that's right. She had parameters, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, good on you, Corporal. Uh, I think that's good for the week. What do you think, gentlemen? I concur. Good. good turnaround, man. <laughs> on behalf of Messar Perot and Senior Messar Wall, I'd like to thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please leave a like and share the podcast with someone else. Let us know how we did in the comments. And as always, make sure to download the next episode for more service headline news. On that note, man, I'll see you next week. <laughs> uh, we'll see you. Good night, dude. Right.